Hello, welcome to Kamari's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, whatever time you are listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable, and welcome to Cooking and Conversating with Kamari. Alright, this is, excuse the ruffle, if you hear any ruffling. This is easily becoming one of my favorite um excuse me let me get the setup right i gotta i gotta hook y'all up to my little neighborhoodish setup of strapping y'all to my sports bra but then i'm afraid that it's gonna be muffling because i have on a shirt today not a tank top so let's get it together okay (laughs) y'all are on my neck okay i think we're good So as I was saying, this is increasingly becoming one of my favorite little segments to do um, or series. I think it's going to become a series because I really liked how the last one turned out, so to speak. I mean, it was good for the first one. And I think it's cool to like do a podcast and cook at the same time. It's like getting multiple things done at once. So I'm going to do this and I plan to hopefully do it for Thanksgiving. I don't know. It'll, it'll, we'll see how it goes because I equate podcasting in public to like vlogging in public. Like, you know how some YouTubers have like, you know, anxiety doing that. For me, I just feel nervous and awkward podcasting in front of people because for one, People don't know that I have a podcast. Like, my mom knows that I have a podcast, but she doesn't listen to it. Um, my sister doesn't know. My my extended family doesn't know that I have a podcast. It's really just, like, my um, my mom and Hannah and Jasmine. And Hannah and Jasmine are the only ones that I know who actively listen to my podcast um, for the most part. So that's what makes it a little bit nerve-wracking. But I'm excited to see how it goes. But anyways, today we are going to be cooking, um, what is it called? I'm cooking spaghetti squash, spaghetti, or spaghetti squash bolognese, but it's not bolognese because I'm not cooking it how real Italians would cook um, a meat sauce. But I just recently learned that, like, spaghetti is only the pasta, it shouldn't be referred to, you shouldn't refer to the whole dish as spaghetti. If I'm getting my, my history and the terminology correct. Like, from what I was learning from different um, people um, who are from Italy, like online and on YouTube and stuff, you basically call it either spaghetti bolognese or um, tagatelli. I think that's what the pasta is called, um, tagatelli bolognese like it's the pasta that you're using and then whatever the name of the meat sauce that you're using and then I also learned that there's a difference between bolognese and ragu like certain pastas like the width and the size of it kind of like go with different sauces so a ragu I think is more thick I believe um but I know that ragu goes with wider wider pastas if I'm not mistaken I don't know I don't know which one it is either it's bolognese or um ragu but they're different but they're really similar so anyways I want to kind of be cultured and refer to 
my dishes as such instead of just saying oh what are you cooking spaghetti it's like i'm cooking if i was cooking spaghetti then i would only be cooking the pasta now don't take me fully um to como se dice like i don't know how to say this like take my words with a grain of salt because i'm not very knowledgeable on this topic i'm literally just learning i'm at the cusp i don't know anything about authentic Italian cuisine. So I'm not trying to come here and police and make it seem like I just found out something como se dice um, revolutionary because Italians have been doing this for literally centuries. So that's not my place, but I just kind of want to, I don't know, give ode to where some of these, dish, these dishes come from or how, or some of these dishes are influenced. Cause like, say for instance, I don't think Italians are making spaghetti squash. <laughs> they're, they're just not. Like, that's an American type of dish. But I just want to kind of like, you know, put into practice whatever I've been learning. I try to, as I learn more about cultures, I try to incorporate that into my conversation and into my everyday language in a way that I think so that I can try to be as considerate, considerate of others. I don't know. That's just my take, so... I'm not trying to be pretentious here. But yeah, that's what I'm making. Spaghetti squash bolognese, if you will. Um, so I'm sauteing onions, bell pepper, mushroom, um, and some green onion. I'm sauteing that in a pan. It's basically caramelized now. Really translucent. Mushy, gushy, ushy, nushy. So now that my vegetables are cooked down, I'm going to take my um, tomato sauce that I'm going to use. Oh, no. Okay, I need to cook my meat separate because I didn't think about it. Yeah, I need to cook my meat separate. So I'm going to put my tomato sauce in and kind of just let that simmer. And then I'm going to start cooking my meat. Then once my meat is done... Um, my spaghetti squash should be cooled because I already have baked it and roasted it. So basically what I've done is I bought one spaghetti squash, like a medium sized spaghetti squash, cut it down the middle, um, scored out the insides, like the seeds and stuff. And then I poked holes in it. I drizzled it with olive oil and a little bit of salt and complete seasoning. I flip them cut side down, put them in the oven at 400 degrees for about 36 minutes and a half plus two more minutes. So you do um, the math required. But anyways, that's how I did it. <laughs> and so now it's cooling down. And now I wanted to like experiment. So I bought some tomato sauce in a can along with tomato sauce like in the jar this is not authentic whatsoever like i'm not making authentic pasta i'm just making american style um como se dice so maybe i shouldn't refer to it as bolognese because then i would be disrespectful because it's definitely not bolognese because it's not good um but anyways so have some tomato sauce that I'm gonna pour in. This looks good. It's crushed tomatoes. Let me turn down the eye because now it's gonna start popping and stuff. 
I hate it when tomato does that. Tomato tends to be acidic too. So I'm gonna put sugar in it at some point to kind of cut down the acidity. Because one thing about tomatoes, <laughs> they gonna be acidic. And I'll, I usually like to say acidic for some reason. I wanna say acidic so bad, but it's acidic. But I wanna say acidic, 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 like acidic acidic i want to say acidic because that's how you say the other form of the word acid but then when you want to say something that is containing acid you say acidic this is why i don't want to like this is why i be getting annoyed this is like why can't you just pronounce it the same way acid and then you have acidic it should have just been acid acidic acidic and I think people say it that way but usually you would say acidic and I just don't <laughs> I don't respect that I don't respect it so I got my tomato sauce up in the pot I'm gonna let that simmer I need to season it a little bit I already kind of like roasted some red pepper flakes with my vegetables when I como se dice cooked it down because I personally love spice um I could never get enough spice so I'm putting some onion powder inside of my tomato paste. I'm putting a little bit of black pepper. Um, Y'all, I do not measure as most people do not measure. I definitely do not measure because just who has the time for that? I just do whatever I feel best serves the dish. And that's like one of my favorite words now best serves i put a little pollo seasoning it's not supposed to go in there see this is why I, like i literally cannot cook um i'm putting a little bit of i don't know the pollo maggie but that was like a little dot 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 i just wanted to put something in there now i'm putting italian seasoning seasoning inside i'm sure it contains oregano rosemary thyme basil sage you know the whole shebang girl the whole shebang um and then a little bit of complete seasoning. This is adobo complete. Oh, I was wondering why this this bottle looks different because it's not complete seasoning by itself. It's adobo with complete seasoning. I love complete seasoning by itself, but this is adobo with complete seasoning. I, I always wondered why it looked different. It's because it is different. And then this other one is adobo with cilantro lime. But I'm not putting that in because that's not the flavor palette I want. So now I'm going to stir that in. And I'm going to let that simmer. Then we're going to get the meat going. I should have cooked the meat first. Then put my vegetables in. Let that cook down with meat. And then put in the sauce. I was not thinking. And sometimes I just, I don't like to put raw meat on top of things that are already cooked. I would rather cook my meat separate or cook it first. That's just how I usually do things, how my family does things. Um, I'm not going to say it's right, nor am I going to say that it's wrong. Because it's not my business to say that. <laughs> That's not, like, nobody is paying me to tell people how to cook. So I'm not going to tell y'all what's right and what's wrong. Because um, it's just not right. Champ, I'm going to need you to go to your cage. Go to your cage. Go to your cage. Go to your cage. 
Go to your cage now to your cage. I'm going to need you to get in it. Go to your cage and get in it. That's what I'm going to need you to do. And I'm going to need you to sit down. Sit. Good boy. There you go. Because you're kind of in the way. I don't want to fall over you while I'm in the kitchen. I just feel like I worry too much when you're in the kitchen. So that is that with a piece of chicken. That is that with a piece of chicken. I don't know. For some reason, that feels like a saying that somebody's grandma would say. So I wanted to say it. I'm going to cover up the sauce now. I'm trying to clean as I go because honestly and truthfully, I hate cleaning. And I don't like dirty kitchens because I don't like dirty spaces in general. I say this as my room is cluttered right now. But gen- generally, I don't like cluttered spaces or dirty spaces because I feel congested. I feel like I cannot function. And so when it gets to my threshold, like when it surpasses my threshold, that's when I have to take action and something needs to change. Because if not, I can't function. I can't. I won't. I will not. I won't not. I always love saying will not, won't not. For some reason, it's just so good. Even though it literally contradicts itself. What is that that you people call it? Is that called an oxymoron? When something like contradicts itself? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I was going to say I never took <laughs> sixth grade English, but I literally did. Shout out to Miss Geta. We ran into some rough rough passage at some point but for the most part i liked her as a teacher she was cool um one time i got in trouble that was like with her that was the one time that i got in trouble and then the only other time that i got in trouble was in middle school was when um i accidentally um accidentally threw somebody against the wall do y'all want that story time? Because <laughs> I could give it to you, girl. I could give it to you. Basically, what happened was, I was in middle school and there was this girl who shall not be named. Um, bless her heart to this day. I think she is probably a lot more mature now. But she was one of those people that was very like annoying and didn't know boundaries. Like she did not know boundaries whatsoever. So she would constantly violate and cross people's boundaries and she would test people constantly. And so I was at lunch eating my lunch and for some reason she was probably in my personal space touching my things, touching my lunch box because no, I was not going to eat school lunch. I'm sorry. Um but I did at some point in my school career, so don't, you know, jump me. But anyways. Sorry, I'm drinking water. She was um she kept touching my lunch box and I'm like, "Girl, Please do not touch my stuff. Like, just stop. She touched it again. I said, girl, I'm telling you, please do not touch my things. She touched it again. So she's testing me now. So 
my rule of thumb back in the days, that was my middle school philosophy. I'm going to tell you three times. I'm going to give you a warning before I take action. And I wanted to have it on my record that I told you multiple times. So if something happens, I had on my record that I did what I needed to do. Um, so I gave her that benefit of the doubt. I gave her the warning. I told her about three times, do not touch my stuff. She kept touching my stuff. So I'm like, okay, cool. We going back to lunch, right? I mean, we're going back to our classroom from lunch and we're taking the back hallway because our classroom is like right around the corner from the lunch hall and in that hallway is an alcove <laughs> so we're walking from lunch and we're standing in line because we're middle schoolers right so it's almost like we're prison inmates um but we're walking in line and we're standing there she behind me touching me and I'm like please do not touch me she's like touch touch every time I would say do not touch me she talking about some touch she talking about some touch and then she using her finger to touch me as she talking about touch so I'm like okay cool I let you know multiple times do not touch me you want to continue to touch me so next thing you know I turn around and I try to grab her but then she want to try to run so I had to grab her shirt and I just took her shirt and I took her with me with the shirt and I just politely kind of like shook her up against the wall just kind of shoved her up against the wall but of course she was dramatic so she made it seem like I slammed her against the wall I mean it depends on how you measure it you'll get different results results like could I have shoved her aggressively against the wall maybe maybe not but it wasn't enough for her to be hurt it was just enough for her to get up off me don't touch me again so I take a she up against the wall but of course she's dramatic so she take herself and slide down the wall like she a piece of putty and I just keep on going. <laughs> I did what I needed to do and I go back on to class. And I, I see myself look back and then I keep going. So I get to Mr. Putnoki's class. Shout out to Mr. Putnoki, an older white man, gray hair. He was just so sweet and fragile and he had never seen that side of me. So she comes in and she's like hysterical. She's like, oh my gosh, she hit me. She hit me. She threw me against the wall. And I'm like, you kept touching me and so she's screaming at me so I had to get my voice up to the top of the rooftops too if she want to go to the top of the rooftop I'm gonna climb up the stairs which you did so I'm screaming at her like I told you not to touch me you repeatedly touched me you put your hands on me and I did not throw you as well I don't know exactly what I said but it was something along those lines so I'm screaming at her she's screaming at me Mr. Putnoki polo white man just sitting in the corner like um I don't know what to do <laughs> these two girls are kind of screaming so then the security the school security comes to get me and I'm walking and I remember him like taking note of my last name and I was like Gwen and he's like oh you're Haitian I'm like yeah I'm Haitian um and so we were having that conversation I go into the to the office I tell him what happened I'm like hey she kept touching my stuff at lunch. Then we get in line. She keep touching me in line. I told her to stop multiple times. She did not want to stop. She kept testing me. So I showed him what I did. We tried to go look at the cameras. Good thing you couldn't see anything in the camera. Um, all you could see was like the aftermath of me walking around the corner. And I kind of looked back to see if she was still on the floor or not. And that's all you could really see. So he had to take my word for it. But again, if you know me, you know that I'm a harmless person and I really do not like conflict so I did not do the girl much damage but I did politely shove her against the wall um but anyways I was telling him the story he was like it sounds like you just had a bad day you know it seems like you just had a bad day and she kept touching you and I'm like okay if that's what you want to put it like
like. If you want to put it sweet like that, then put it sweet like that. But that's what it was. And so that didn't go on my record. That didn't count against me because it shouldn't have because this girl is doing the most. So that's the story of how I politely threw someone against the wall. And that was the one behavioral incident aside from the other one with Miss Geta, which was also very minor. Those were the only two instances that I got in trouble. Other than that, in, in elementary, I got in trouble sometimes, but they were, again, it was never big behavioral issues because I always just did what I needed to do. I was a good child. I was the teacher's pet, girl. Like, call me a dog because I was the teacher's pet for real. Like, and it wasn't on purpose. It's just, it was in me to be one. I was called. I feel like that's one of my callings to be the pet of a teacher. You know, <laughs> that's what it was. So I never really got in trouble in high school. Never. I never got in trouble in high school. Because I feel like at that point, if you're getting in trouble in high school, that's calling on a bigger issue. That's calling on a bigger issue. And I don't know if that issue has to do with the student itself or the system in which the student is in or both. Not my mama coming out yelling. I mean, laughing. But yeah, so that was the story. Hi, Raquel. Oh my gosh, my spaghetti squash is so good. I'm peeling it right now like I'm fluffing it. And let me see if the texture's good. Mm-mm. Texture's not good. I'm going to put it back in the oven. Just kind of let it sit. The texture isn't good. Like, I want it to hold up, of course. But I also don't want it to be hard. And it's tasting like al dente, not, it's tasting like, it's tasting like pre-al dente pasta. And I don't personally don't like that. I would rather it be mushy than crunchy. That's going to go back in the oven. It's going back in the oven. I don't know how I'm going to make my sauce thick. I don't know how I can make my sauce thick. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so it was super fun. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry for that. You probably um, heard my mom talking to her friend I'm very happy that she's talking to the friend that she's talking to because I haven't heard her talk to that friend in a while and I like that friend uh-uh what the heck is this como sedese um tomato sauce popping all over the place for it like pipe down multiple levels pipe down that means that the um heat is too high if it's doing all of that I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that that means that the, the heat is way too high. So I'm going to take that off the eye. But before I do that, let me prepare a space for it. Also, I'm going to warm up some macaroni while waiting because my mom cooked her favorite, her, her famous macaroni this morning. Um, that everybody loves. She cooked it for like a church gathering because my... Pastor's wife or first lady 
whatever you would like to call it. She had kind of like a family reunion to commemorate her mother's birthday, I believe. So my mom cooked for that. She cooked baked beans and macaroni. My mom had a little, little bit that she put to the side for me. So I'm going to eat that. Now, what I'm going to do is now I have that meat sauce or not the meat sauce, but the tomato sauce is simmering to the side on about two. It really should be at one. Um, I'm going to adjust the seasoning towards the end because I'm seasoning so many different things and I don't want to oversalt anything or whatever like that. So now let me cook the meat. Let me cook the meat. The meat. Let's cook the meat. Excuse me. I don't know if I want to use this pot or what. What pot should I use? Um, I kind of want to have like an even heat source. Guys, like I'm really learning like chef's jargon after watching Allison Roman on YouTube. Um, like that whole phrase of adjusting the seasoning. I get that from her. I like it. <laughs> I like feeling official. Maybe towards the end, if I don't forget, we can try something together because I bought a dessert hummus from Aldi. And Lord knows that I want it to taste good so bad because first of all, I think it tastes good. So I don't want to be disappointed. Um, then third of all, separate from that, um, I don't like wasting money on stuff. If it's not going to turn out good, especially do let do not let my mama find out that I wasted money on something and it didn't taste good. Because all she's going to say is you just want it because it looked good. You just want it because it looked cute. You just want it because of the packaging. All you do is waste. And I'm like, OK, we get it. <laughs> I've done this multiple times in the past, but that's the past me now. Granted, the past was yesterday, but <laughs> let's not focus on that. It was the past technically. Um... So let's just hope that it tastes good. So basically, it's a dessert hummus. And the flavor that I got was sea salt caramel. I want it to taste bad. So I mean, I want it to taste good so bad. So I'm going to enjoy that towards the end. I don't know what you eat it with either because it's dessert hummus. Like I usually eat hummus with chips or in my meals, like just as a side. So I don't know, pretzels maybe? Back to the meat. I'm sorry I'm hopping all over the place. But this is just um, representative of how I cook. So I bought some ground beef from Aldi today. Just some in the pack. I got 80% lean, 20% fat. Guys, I do not know like the meat, you know, proportions and ratios and stuff. Like, I don't know. 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 But this seems about right. I mean, I know there's a science to it all, and I can respect that there is a science to it all, but do I know the science that goes to it? No. No, I don't know. Something about the fat that it renders and if something will be too greasy or too oily. Let me put a little bit of oil at the bottom of this. Just a little bit so that it doesn't stick to the pan. But ground beef makes... Um, a lot of oil so you ain't got to worry about that one thing that i will tell you about the packed ground beef rather than the tool ground the tube ground beef i don't like the squirreliness of it like i literally do not like that at all 
I don't like the, the way that that looks, the texture of it. It, it, I don't know. It doesn't serve me well. And I think it just has to do with upbringing. My mom never cooks with this type of pack of ground beef. She always gets the long tubed minced ground beef from BJ's because that's usually where we got our meat from growing up, growing up and still do. Like our chicken, our meat, meat, just meat, meat. We get it from BJ's. So chicken, ground beef, pork chops. Those are the main three meats that we eat, by the way. Except for when she's like cooking in like traditional dishes, like she'll get a, I don't know, smoked hog mog or a turkey neck or turkey wings or yeah, turkey wings and things like that. But those are like specialty meats. So sometimes she'll get it from Walmart or sometimes she'll go to, I'm going to call it the Haitian store, even though that's not the name of it, but the Haitian store on Fowler, that's the one that she goes to. So if you know which one we're talking about, then that's the one she goes to. I hate saying that. And I'm just now, like, I just now became aware of the fact that I've always referred to stores that are not American in like, yeah, mainstream or American, I've always referred to them as like who is owned by or what food it sells. And I really don't like that. But that's what we've always done. Like the Haitian store, the Haitian store, the Haitian store or, you know, the um, the Hispanic store. We usually would not say that unless it's like the Cuban. We will say, oh, the Cuban bakery. Even though sometimes the Cuban bakery is literally named the Cuban bakery. So I don't feel that bad. But even with Hispanic store, I don't think we usually say that. We would just say Bravo because that's the only Hispanic store that I remember. I know there was this one like Hispanic Latino store um, that was down the road from where I lived when I was little because I lived in Fort Myers when I grew up in Fort Myers when I was little. And I grew up in a place that was predominantly like hispanic and black but predominantly hispanic on the side that i lived on because i lived off of ortiz or ortez what we used to call it ortez but other people call it ortiz but um i lived off of there in palm beach so that's where a lot of hispanic and latinos live um so that's where i grew up and so there was a store right down the road from us that we would go to all the time i forgot what it called what it was called but if you're from where i'm from in fort myers and you know like i think it was like across the street from the post office on palm beach that's the store it's changed by now it's another store now but that's the store that i used to shop at a little bit and then i also have like vague but strong memories of going to this it's like this little handy corner store, neighborhood store um, that was that was where I lived at, too. And it was a, like diagonal across the street, diagonally from where that old handy gas station used to be. So we used to always go there specifically to get calling cards to call my grandma in St. Martin, and my uncles and my grandpa in St. Um, Martin. So we would go there and I would always get these gum. If you know what gums I'm talking about. Okay, so it's a it comes in a pack and then it's all individually like packaged up and there's different colors. So there's a white color, a mint color, a pink color and maybe like an orange color. And they're small little they look like they look like I think it's called Orbit. They look like little 
little square pebbles, like little square hard candy gum. And I used to get those all the time. I want to call them chi-chis, but they definitely were not called chi-chis. <laughs> but I used to get those. So those are some vague memories that I have of living down, um, living down the street off of Figuera, my hood at the time. It's so cool how, like, I never really think about that as much anymore. But it's so cool to kind of, like, reminisce on where I used to grow up. I stayed there for most of my beginning half of childhood. So, like, basically most of elementary, which I freaking hate the way that people pronounce elementary like that. Like, I don't like that people say elementary, elementary, elementary school, elementary school, elementary school. I always call it elementary school, elementary, elementary school, but this other girl call it elementary. But anyway, most of my elementary years, I lived there. Then I moved to Lehigh. Then we moved to our house and I've been here ever since. And I remember like where I used to live, I used to live in duplexes. And so there was like, they were kind of like stacked I don't know. Anyways, I lived in a duplex and there was kind of like duplexes like right next to each other. And so right behind me or next door to me, my grandma lived there or my grandparents lived there because their house, fun fact, during Hurricane Katrina, a tree fell in into their house. So insurance like paid for them to get their house remodeled. And so during that remodeling process, they lived in the duplex behind where I grew up. And so... I would go through the backyard to go to my grandma house and I would hang out there. Most of my birthday parties, like I think my first three-ish birthday parties. I know my first birthday party was at my grandma's house and that old house was still there during my first birthday party. And then sometime after maybe a year after or later on that year, Hurricane Katrina happened, the tree fell in, so they had to move, da 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 so then we were living at Figueroa. That's where my other birthday parties. So I don't know where my second birthday party was, but I know my third birthday party and my fourth birthday party, and maybe even my fifth, they were all at the house on Figueroa. And I always had bounce houses because, baby, it wasn't no birthday party but not no bounce house. It ain't no birthday with no bounce house. I'm gonna tell you that right now. And I always wanted um, a Cinderella birthday. I mean, not a Cinderella, because I did not really like that. I wanted a princess birthday and a Dora birthday. All my birthdays was Dora, 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 the Explorer. <laughs> Let me tell you that right now. It was Dora all the way debt down. It was Dora debt down. Dora debt down to the ground. Dora, Dora, Dora the Explorer. Okay? Um, so that was fun. I used to love Dora. I was obsessed with Dora. I love her so much. Like, she really was my cousin in my head. She really was. Then from Dora, my sixth birthday party was Bratz. My seventh birthday party was, um, was Hannah Montana themed at Chuck E. Cheese. My eighth birthday and my ninth birthday were at the pool, pool parties at my godfather's house. Um, and then my 10th birthday was at CeCe's Pizza. My, my 11th birthday was at the bowling alley, glow in a dark thing. I don't know what my 12th birthday was, 13th birthday, don't know, 14th birthday, don't know, 15th birthday was um, at Kumo's, Hannah came to that one, 
16th birthday was at Cheddar's. 17th birthday. I don't know what I did for my 17th birthday. I know I went out to dinner with lots of different friend groups. 18th birthday was quarantine birthday. 19th birthday. I didn't do anything, but it was Pearl themed for that birthday. So yeah, y'all. My 20th birthday will be tea party themed. I'm looking for that. And then my 21st birthday will be at a vineyard since I'll be legal. And so I want to go to the vineyard just to taste it. Even though I'm pretty sure I do not like alcohol. I've tasted a taste of wine before. The living vine, if you will. And I just really don't like it. It's very, very bitter. But I just want the experience and to go to the vineyard and learn about wine and stuff like that. Who knows? Maybe I'll like one. But that's something that I want to do for my birthday. For my 21st birthday. Going to the vineyard. So yeah, I feel like I've been talking for a very, very long time. And I don't want to hold y'all too long, y'all. I don't want to hold y'all too long. So I'm going to basically finish cooking everything down. I'm going to combine everything together. Should I? Or like, should I keep talking? <laughs> should I? Like, no. Like, should I keep talking or should I? No. I'm not. Okay. I'm going to combine everything together. I'm going to give everything, you know, some time, some time, some time, combine everything together, together, together. Then after that, I'm going to come back with the finished piece and we're going to do a taste test together. Then we're going to taste our dessert hummus and then we'll go ahead about our days. But I hope that you've enjoyed this. Like this is kind of therapeutic. It's very much therapeutic. Okay. Um, and yeah, so. I'm going to go ahead and go ahead. You're going to go ahead and go ahead. And then you're going to come on ahead and come back when I call y'all back. All right. Bye. Alrighty, guys. I am back. Most of everything is done. I'm just waiting for the spaghetti squash to soften up. I don't know how to soften it up. Because the last spaghetti squash that I had, I didn't buy it from the store. I got it from church. Like they, they had spaghetti squash just randomly. So that's what I had. But then I don't want to put too much olive oil on it because I don't want it to get too soggy with olive oil. I don't know. I don't know what that is. But the meat sauce is done. It's delicious, by the way. Like, I am thoroughly impressed with it. Like, when I tell you I put my foot in that sauce, <laughs> I put my foot in that sauce, I put my foot in that sauce. That's so funny. I love our expressions. Like, I love the way that we talk. You know what I've been noticing about Black Americans specifically? Um, our language or our dialect, whatever you want to call it. In our culture, we tend to say a lot of, I don't know how to phrase it, but like negatives that mean positives. Like, the way that we express ourselves is expressed in a negative sense, but is expressed it's it's expected to be received as positive. So say for instance, why is Champ doing the most? Oh my gosh, you're so rude. Uh, but you might have to go to the restroom. So I'm not gonna hold that against you. I want you so bad though. Anyways, let me put on my shoes so that we can go outside. But as I was saying, we tend to do things or say things that would be perceived as negative to the common world. But in our culture, it's received as positive. So, like, 
shaking your head, like giving somebody a stank face, like say for instance, they sang it and they sang it real good. Your face like turn up, like it's sour. But that means that you actually sang it. Or if you take your shoe off and you throw it at them, that means that you really doing what you need to do when you sang it. Or like I just said, I put my foot in that in that sauce. Now that would be received as like, uh, like you put your foot in it, like that must be nasty. But like, no, that means that I really did what I needed to do with that sauce. Like it tastes good. Okay. What else? I shouldn't be sharing I shouldn't be sharing the secrets with y'all. That's all I'm gonna give y'all. But there's a couple of more. Like um Kumo City say, do it again. Do it again. That's the famous word you say to children. Do it again or say it again. You're telling them to do it again or say it again, but we know that it means do not do it again or do not say it again. It's so funny because my mom is a teacher and it was a couple of years ago, like way a long time ago, we were in class and she, some, a kid did something and she said, do it again. And he did it again. And she, she got frustrated with him and he was like, you said do it again. <laughs> And she was like, that means don't do it again. Um, but that was so funny because, like, we know exactly what that means. Um, but, yeah. I sure did put my foot in that sauce, girl. I did. You put your foot in it, didn't you? Now, look at you. I just love us. I love us. Um. Anyways, come on now. Come on, champ. I really love talking to Champ like he's my son. Like, I imagine, and, like, don't take this literally because then you would take it literally. But I I talk to Champ as I would talk to my children, like how I see myself talking to my children in the future. Because Champ is like a baby, and children are literal babies. So I can't wait to be like, come on now. Come on. Get your, uh, like, I cannot wait to talk out my teeth. I cannot wait to clench my teeth and then talk through my teeth when I'm talking to my kids. Get your butt over here right now. Right now. Come on now. Why do I feel like I hear my father? I just know it's him. I just know that he's about to turn on this road. If it's not him... That'll be a miracle, but I just feel like I know that that's him because my mom, my dad plays his music loud. But anyways, what was I going to say? Yeah, I want to talk to since my kids like I talk to champ. Like, but I don't want to treat my children like a dog. That's not what I'm trying to convey. But like, I reprimand champ like I would reprimand a human child. I talk to Champ exactly like he's a human, exactly like he understands what I'm saying. And he do understand what I'm saying. Because when I tell him what I tell him and I say what I say, he know that I mean exactly what I say when I say it. I say what I mean and I mean what I say. Champ, come on now. Come on. Go potty. We still working on Champ. He a little bit delayed. Champ. I told you to go potty, not come to me. I said go potty, not come to me. You ready to go inside? You gonna pee? You gonna poop? What you gonna do? I'm gonna let you make the choice. You have two choices. You can pee or you can poop. Or you can go inside. That's three. Just gave you a bonus choice. 
Girl, I cannot stand these little... I do not like animals. I'm going to tell you that right now. I do not like animals. Champ just wanted to cry just to cry. He do that a lot. He cry for attention as if he's not loved. You are a loved animal, so cut it out. Um, sit down. We really don't want you out because we have all of these little bags at the corner and we can see you peeing on them. And so that's why you're not allowed to be out. Now my mama on the phone. So I'ma come back. Alrighty, we are back and we're ready to plate our food. I'm just gonna go with the texture. I'm not a fan of the texture of this spaghetti squash, but it is what it is. It'll be what it'll be. Maybe this is just a different spaghetti squash, so therefore a different texture. Oh, I'm not sure. But it still looks delicious. It still tastes delicious. Um, I'm just spooning it out. Spaghetti squash goes a long way, I have to tell you guys. And it's actually really feeling. Um, I remember the first time we had it, my mom, like, we have three. So, um, three times two, six. So we ended up having six spaghetti squash. I think maybe even four. So eight in total um, spaghetti squash, like eight halves. And each of those halves, I think, or six, whatever it is, each of those halves have so much spaghetti squash in it. Like you could eat probably two times, two times out of one half. Now this one that I have, it's a little bit small. So it looks like I can eat one and a half times, like one in a snack. But still, um, they're very, very meaty, um, very filling. It comes a lot. So they can stretch a long way. So I have my meat sauce here. I've decided not to call it a bolognese because it's not a bolognese. Some people say bolognese and Italians. I'm trying to um, get the accent down because they try. They say bolognese. I think that's how you say it, bolognese. Bolognese or bolognese. Anyways, that's besides the point. Um, I have my meat sauce, not my bolognese. <laughs> I just top that on top. I'm going to top it with some cheese, some pepper flakes, because you already know what time it is. I literally love pepper flakes, and I love scotch bonnet hot sauce. Like any Calypso scotch bonnet hot sauce, I'm here for it. I'll never not be here for it. One thing about me, I'm going to eat some hot sauce, and I'm going to eat some Calypso scotch bonnet hot sauce. I used to do, I used to do crystal back in the days. I never did Louisiana, and I would never do Louisiana because that's just not me. But I used to do Crystal back in the days. But then that was when I was a child. And then when I became a woman, I put away childish things. And I was I was exposed to a new world of things that people in the Caribbean have been doing for years. But me, being a sheltered little um, half Haitian, I didn't. I wasn't exposed to later on in my life, but you know what, it's never too late, it's never too late, so I'm here now, I really enjoy it, I highly recommend it, you could probably get it on Amazon, or, 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 you can get it 
at a local a local store that sells it, like a Caribbean store, Haitian store, even a Latino store would probably have it. Like, I don't know what that means for you because I don't know the names of it. I want to say bodega so bad, even though that is not, you probably could get it at a bodega though. Like, but that's not even my culture. We down South girl. But if you up North, maybe try to go to a bodega and maybe they'll have it there. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but go one of them places and find you some Calypso hot sauce or some Scotch bonnet hot sauce. My favorite brand is Matooks. Matooks hot, 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 picante, calypso sauce, salsa calypso. That's my favorite hot sauce. It's so good. It's so flavorful. It is so flavorful. Like, it's spicy yet flavorful. Not me going on a whole rant about hot sauce, but I'm so passionate about this. I need to bring a workshop to my college just to simply educate people on this because many people like myself just to just a couple of years ago, maybe less than a decade ago, many people have been missing out on this. And it's like, we need to bring this to the world. Maybe not, but like, maybe we can, you know, we don't. Anyways, that's the last point. I'm going to warm up my food. It's so cute, y'all. You know what I want to try to figure out? How I can like upload the pictures of my recipes. If this becomes a thing, upload the picture of my recipes to something so that you guys can see what I cooked and how it looked in the in the description box in the podcast notes so that you can like go there, click the link and see what it looked like. I have to figure that out, but I'm kind of like lazy. So just trust me, it tastes good, it looks good. It is delicious. I'm going to add a little bit of salt to um my sauce. This is too much, so that's all it needs. Put the rest in the sink. Do y'all do that? When y'all overpour too much salt, you just throw the rest in the sink. Let me taste it. And then we're going to try our Como Sedice dessert hummus. I'm so excited to taste it. I hope it tastes good. Mmm, gum. That meat sauce is good. Y'all have to believe me. You have to. You have to believe me. It is so delicious. And I have so much, so after I get done with the spaghetti squash, I can do an eggplant lasagna. I can do... Um, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else I can do, but I can do so much with it. I just know it. I just know it. Guys, I was listening back to the first half of this podcast, and when I taste the Como City Say eggplant, I, I'm, I feel so bad for y'all because the way that I was eating in that mic, it was not cute. The way that I was sucking up snot in the mic was not cute, but it was because I burned. <laughs> I have a tendency to be impatient when cook when cooking, so I'll turn the eye all the way up. And so I was letting my pot warm so that when I added the oil and the vegetables, it would just cook fast. You know what I mean? Or like it would already be hot. But I had the pot too hot. 
So then when I put the oil in and then I put my red pepper flakes to roast at the bottom of the pan, it immediately burnt. So I had to wash out the pan and I inhaled like the spice of the the egg, uh, not the eggplant, but the red pepper flakes. So then all throughout the podcast, I've been sucking up snot because the, the spice cleared out my, my nasal passage. So I apologize for that. I do. But what can you do? What can you do? I'm trying to find or think of something to eat my como se dice Kijano D. I keep forgetting to say Kijano D and I have to. Um, my Kijano D dessert hummus, which maybe we're going to eat it by ourselves. I kind of want my mom to taste it with me, but she's on my phone and I don't want to wait for her. I'm going to eat my food first. Hopefully by the time I eat my food. Um, she'll be done, and then we can try the dessert hummus together, right? Right. I keep saying it like we all gonna take a break. I keep saying it like we all gonna collectively take a break and then come back. It's gonna be one second for you, so <laughs> it is what it is, but I'm gonna come back soon, um, and hopefully she'll be off the phone by then, but let me tell you something about Miss Diane. Miss Diane gonna talk on the phone. Miss Diane is going to talk on the phone no matter what, she's never not going to talk on the phone. She's always going to talk on the phone. She's going to talk for a long time. She's going to run that bill up. But good thing we got unlimited. <laughs> because if we didn't have unlimited, <laughs> she would be limited. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm done. I'm done with myself. I'm done with myself. I'm going to come back later. Mine. This is my last time that I will be on this podcast on this episode. But my mom's finally up. Um, off the phone. I'm finally done with my food. It was good. I added some, a little bit of flour to thicken up the sauce. But anyways, that's besides the point. We're tasting the salted caramel now. Mom, what should we eat it with? It's sweet though. Mom, no. I bought this hummus from Aldi. It's it's a dessert hummus specifically made for dessert. And it's sweet. It's salt caramel. Sea salt caramel. But all I'm saying is that a chip is for savory stuff. A chip is not for sweet stuff. But we can eat it with a chip. 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 Anyways. Let's just taste it um, by itself first, and then we're going to taste it with something. Come on. Come on now. We can taste it with um, chocolate, too. Champ. You had your you had enough time to roam around, do what you want to do, flip and flop around the house. Now it's time for you to come on head and come on head. <clears throat> come on head. Come in here. Come in here. Go to your cage. Go to your cage. You're gonna eat your dinner when Papa comes. But he ain't here yet. Okay. But he coming soon, girl. I mean boy. Baby. Mom, you want me to bring it to you? Okay. I'm just going to bring all of these different things that we got here. May oh, do we have Nella wafers? 
Do we have Nella wafers? Maybe I'll eat it with cereal. Oh, yeah. I have some, um, a little bit of cinnamon toast. So, excuse the crunch, y'all. I'll eat it with cereal. Okay, I'll do that before I come. Help me to breathe. Help me to breathe. I hate when she tie the um curtains like this. It's all knotted and stuff. Like, how am I supposed to get this out? How am I supposed to get it out? Tell me. Tell me how I'm supposed to get it out. Tell me. Because I don't know how I'm supposed to get it out. Okay. I'm going to have to cut this. I don't want to, but I'm going to have to. Lord knows I don't want to. He know it. He know I don't want to cut it. But how am I supposed to get it out? I'm trying to break a nail. Trying to get it out. Mom! Mom, stop double knotting the, um, the tie because it, it tied up so tight, I can't even untie it. Just tie it one time really, really tight, and I think that should be good enough. <coughs> Excuse me. Gonna get cut today. I hate that that had to be the curtain store today, but it was so tight I cannot untie it. I'm not gonna make a mess, okay, mom? Cause I, I know just, you. I just want one, mom. Just like one, cause I'm not in the mess. Okay, which which one do you want to try it with? Why you got all that, girl? Just sit here, like this. Really eating now? You know, open those and let you ready to eat them. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like don't open them and let you ready to eat them. I'm gonna try mine with cinnamon toast. Okay. Don't put the foot on my bed. Okay. Okay. Just move it back. <laughs> Mom. I don't want no food on my bed, Mari. I can understand that. I can understand it. Yeah, just like this. I got to do it like this. 
I can respect that. How it tastes? Uh-uh. It's not good? It's edible. Um, you know, you need some country slum. It's different. It's eatable. Yeah, it's not bad. But I like the salt one. Yeah, it tastes good. What would we put it in? 80 calories. That's eatable. Per two tablespoons. But I like the seed. We like seasonal. Savory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does taste good, though. That ain't good. How we, how would we eat it? I have to wipe you the top what? off. It'll go in the rice instead of putting honey in. Oh my gosh. And then cut the light off too. Thank you so much for that idea. Right? That's what it'll do. It'll go with the honey. It'll go instead of putting like honey in the rice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to put honey in the rice. You can just put Yeah. Honey. I think I'll do that. My mom knows I love honey on everything. I eat honey in Calypso hot sauce on every single thing. Um, so she suggested I put a dollop of this in it. I still consider it a dessert, so I probably wouldn't do that, but ain't no harm in it. All right, it's been real. We've cooked spaghetti squash with the red meat sauce. <clears throat> we talked about how I politely threw somebody against the wall. We talked about childhood memories, which by the way, is called Cannell's gum. The gum that I was talking about earlier, <clears throat> it's called Cannell's gum. And it's Mexican. I'm pretty sure it's Mexican candy. Cause I kept saying Latino store, Hispanic store. I'm pretty sure the grocery store and the candy are Mexican candy in the Mexican grocery store. Anyways, I just want to be specific. So we've done that. We've ate our salted, sea salt caramel hummus it tastes good it's like settle because it's still hummus it's just sweet so it still has a texture of hummus just sweet okay now that we've done that it's time for me to say so long farewell to you my friend goodbye for now until we meet again As always, my friends, peace, positivity, productivity, prosperity, and a God-sent perspective to you and everyone you know. And until next time, bye.